Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. There is clearly a great divide in our country today. More so, I would say, it has been amplified today. It's always been there. If you look back at history, which I am not here to give a history lesson, I'm not going to give a historical background. I'm just talking from the heart of what I see and what I think a Christian perspective should be on all sides of the great divide and how I believe God is desiring to move, but he cannot in this season move. So as a white person, I hate what is going on in this country. I hate racism. I hate things I am hearing from white people. I hate things I am hearing from black people. I hate things that I am reading and seeing from white people. And I hate things that I am seeing and I am reading from black people. And truthfully, everyone feels justified because they are going based on their perspective. And I will say something about perspective. As a Christian, we have to learn to set aside our perspective and ask the Lord to always show us the truth of the situation we find ourselves in. It doesn't matter if in our logic, in our education, in our feelings, we think something is just or not just. None of that matters. What really truthfully matters is what is God doing? What is God trying to do? That's the bigger question. What is God trying to do? And if we can't grasp a hold of that as the body of Christ, as believers, as brothers and sisters in the Lord before all else, then we will never see the revival people are talking about in this season. Revival is trying to come to America. And by revival, I mean a great move of God, adding souls to the kingdom of God. We have to also understand God's perspective of revival versus our perspective of revival. How does he see it? He sees it as, I think sometimes when people hear the word revival, they think about a big throwdown. You know, they think about um, uh, these evangelical preachers that have come through in the past and maybe done some showmanship and fruit in their life has not lined up to what they are presenting to the public. And so people have a bad taste in their mouth with regard to revival. But as John the Baptist said, especially as the body of Christ, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And what God's big concern is, and this is what he wraps up in the word revival, is souls. He desires first and foremost, all of us, to spend eternity in fellowship with him, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. That's what he desires. 
That's where the great divide is. What we desire and what God desires tend to be two different things. And everything this country is experiencing, everything comes from that root right there, the great divide. Everything this country is experiencing comes from the fact that we are divided from God. We don't have God's truth in our heart. We have our perspective of his truth. You show me that in the word of God. You show me where anywhere in the New Testament where it does not say Jesus came to restore fellowship to the Father. Jesus laid down his life so our sins could be forgiven. Jesus came to restore fellowship to the Father. Jesus said, we must be born again. We must accept Jesus into our hearts spiritually. Born again is what he's talking about. You can go read the story of Nicodemus. In the story of Nicodemus, what must I do, right, to enter the kingdom of heaven? How do I get to that place? You must be born again was Jesus's response. You must be. Again, we have watered down the word of God. And I really want to actually go there. If you want to turn in your Bibles to John chapter three, where this all takes place, I'm going to grab my Bible. And let's just take a minute and read about Nicodemus, because this is pretty important. And this is the root of the great divide. To truly be united with God's perspective, God's word, God's definition, how God thinks, sees things, and then go from there and watch healing overtake our land. And I promise you this, it has to start in the body of Christ. It has to start in God's house, and I promise you it will, and that is also scripture. But I don't want to go down that rabbit trail yet. Let's go to John chapter three. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler among the Jews who came to Jesus at night, (laughs) actually. So he didn't want to be seen, interestingly. He wanted to do it on the down low, so to speak. He didn't go to him in the middle of the day. And that was out of fear. But anyhow, he came to him at night and said, Rabbi, we know and are certain that you have come from God as a teacher, still not seeing Jesus as the son of God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you that unless a person is born again, he cannot ever see the kingdom of God. So of course this confused Nicodemus, of course it did. They had not even heard anything like this before. So Nicodemus response, In verse four of John chapter three, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb again and be born? Jesus answered, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh, which is us coming out of our mother's womb, is flesh, the physical. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Still Jesus speaking here in verse seven, marvel not at my telling you, you must be born anew. The wind blows where it wills and though you hear its sound, you neither know where it comes from nor where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. 
Nicodemus answered by asking, how can all this be possible? (laughs) This is what I'm talking about right here. Jesus responded to Nicodemus. Now remember, he was a Pharisee. He was a teacher, Nicodemus was. He was very educated in God's law. Jesus says to him in verse 10, are you the teacher of Israel and yet you do not know or understand these things? Are we we not there now too? We have teachers surrounding us that do not know and do not understand the things of God. And we're all going on our own perspective. The best teacher of all truthfully is the Holy Spirit. So Jesus still speaking in verse 11, I assure you, I tell you, we speak only what we know. We have actually seen what we are testifying to. And still you do not receive our testimony. I have told you of things that happen right here on earth and yet none of you believe me. How can you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And yet no one has ever gone up to heaven, but there is one who has come down from heaven, the son of man. And he goes on to talk more. He goes on you know, about the new heaven and him and all that. <laughs> Excuse me. But his whole point is that he came down when he dies on the cross. He's doing this in verse 15 in order that everyone who believes in him, who cleaves to him, trusts him and relies on him. That's what believing in him means. May not perish, but have eternal life and live forever. Right. And of course, the infamous John three sixteen. why Jesus came to the earth is because God so loved all of us. But Nicodemus didn't understand, and there was a great divide there. But Jesus was talking about the spiritual, being born again spiritually, putting, becoming that new creation in Christ, putting on that robe of righteousness, thinking and walking like God walks and thinks. Having the mind of Christ will stop the great divide being less opinionated on whatever side we stand, on whatever issue we stand. Can you not see in the body of Christ alone, we are allowing these things to divide us? We are cutting off relationships because of difference of opinion. We are pulling back and drawing back because of offense. It's more important to us to feel a certain way or to be comfortable than it is to keep a friendship that some of them that I've seen this happen with, go 20, 30, 40 years. And they're being dropped like that based on opinion. Again, that goes to scripture. Mother will be against daughter, brother against sister, son against father. We've been warned of these things. And yet I see believers in Christ falling into these things. We cannot... We cannot heal any kind of divide among ourselves, people of different colors, if we cannot be healed of the great divide in our heart from the truth of God. Come heal our land, Lord Jesus. How many Christians do not pray for our president because they don't like our president? Is there, do you believe the word of God or do you not believe the word of God? I'm not even here to talk about our president. I'm not here to give my opinion of our president. I've actually been very limited on that. I really try to direct issues. And I see a lot of um, trashy calling out of the president. Some of it in a very, uh, I don't know what the word is, passive aggressive maybe way. And then we justify, we justify, we're equaling sins, I guess. 
we, we justify actions. Um, we equal not supporting Israel as a whole, as a person, not supporting pro-life as a whole, as a person, not supporting Christian freedom, religious liberty because of other things we don't like. So we either believe God's word or we don't believe God's word. God either places people in position or he does not. We are supposed to pray for our nation as a whole, and we are supposed to pray for our leaders as a whole. Where are the people that will stand in the gap so that revival can come to the land, so that souls can be one for the kingdom of God? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, I don't care if somebody agrees with my opinion or doesn't. I don't need another like. I don't need another friend. What I need is to be a yielded vessel to the purpose and will of God, that revival may come to the land. I mean, in Ezekiel, it says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. Will we be the one that will stand in the gap? Or will we be the one that wants other people agreeing with us or we just think our perspective is right and we don't even ask the Lord to show us if our truth is off base? Watered down Christianity is exploding. Even leaning away from Jesus himself is exploding. I'm amazed. We have to go through Jesus to get to the Father. We cannot deny Jesus. He is the door. He's the door to closing this great divide. He's, you step through that door, you get to the Father. You step through that door, you get to unity. But I found no one, it says in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. I found no one. Oh, I hope that the Lord finds us, that God, as he's looking from his throne for the one, just one that would stand in the gap and lift up our nation and lift up our president and lift up all of our congressional leaders, lift up our governors, lift up our mayors, lift up everyone with their good and with their faults, lift them up instead of tearing, lift them up in prayer instead of tearing them down in words or implications. Pray that God would not turn his face from us. Pray that God will not look away from us. My goodness, Lord help America if God looks away from us. Do you remember he did that when Jesus was on the cross? And what did Jesus cry out in response to that? Because God could not look upon the sin that Jesus was willing to take as a sacrifice for all our sins. What did Jesus cry out? Abba, Father, why have you forsaken me with a grieved spirit? Let's not get to that place where we are so grieved in our heart because we feel forsaken by God because he had to turn his face from our stubbornness, from our rebellion, from our sin, from our pride, from our prejudice, from all of it. Lord, heal our land. We have to pray. Let's pray for ourselves. Let's pray for the kings and all those in authority that we can live at peace and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. That's what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2. You have to pray for kings and all those in authority instead of crit criticizing. And I don't care what side of the party you're on. Everyone criticizes the other side. Pray for kings and all those in authority that we can live peaceful and quiet 
lives in all godliness and all holiness. As a matter of fact, 1 Peter 2.17 tells us to show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. Ouch. And we wonder why there's a great divide in our land? I promise you this, if the body of Christ cannot be unified, cannot follow the word of God, and what we are supposed to lift up in prayer, God's face will have to turn from this land. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. This is Romans 13.1. You can't pick and choose. Oh, I like this governor, so I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to allow myself to be subject to him. I don't like what this guy stands for, so I'm going to criticize him all over Facebook and Instagram and wherever else you can, Twitter, I guess. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. And the infamous one that we are all so very familiar with, 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek, seek, seek my face, then, then, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. You really want to bring restoration to America? Stop praying for our leadership. The ones you like and the ones you don't like. There's some great scriptures for it. Psalms chapter two, wisdom for the leaders, that they would have wisdom, that they would serve the Lord with fear, that they would walk in the ways of the Lord. As a matter of fact, Proverbs eleven fourteen tells us, for lack of guidance, a nation falls but victory is won through many advisors. And I truthfully do not see how we can put the lack of guidance on any one politician. I don't want to get too political here, but there's lack of guidance, 100% full circle all the way around. There's lack of wisdom for sure, but the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, and the Lord turns it wherever he will. That is Proverbs 21. I have prayed that in many situations. When my children had struggles with teachers, the teacher was their king. Just so you can understand the word king. When my husband has had uh, employment difficulties, when my husband has had a strain and struggle with a boss of his, that was a king to him, his boss. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. Lord, you turn the heart of the king whatever way you choose for whatever is your will. And I promise you this, God makes nations great and God destroys nations. He enlarges nations and he disperses them. And it starts with the people. Again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. And then I will heal their land. This is for all of us. Every race, every political affiliation, every belief system. Proverbs 2 tells us this. My son, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, turning your ear to God's wisdom, not research wisdom, applying your heart to understanding, God's understanding. If you call out for insight, 
and cry out loud for understanding. If you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. In other words, you got to dig. You got to dig. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk is blameless. For he guides the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. May we find ourselves faithful on that day. May we find ourselves that we did not step out of God's will and God's purpose, God's perspective into our own perspective. May we have God's wisdom. May we have God's understanding about revival in the land of America, about what he's doing in the political system, the unity he's trying to bring to the body of Christ first. This is where the great divide will begin to heal in our land, is in the body of Christ. It will not start somewhere else. We're, we're looking for political answers to heart issues. You can see anger all across the land. You can see disgust all across the land. And I'm just saying God has a plan here. And I'm saying God's the great healer here. And I'm saying God has told us our pattern of behavior that will bring healing to our land. And we cannot deny the, well, we can deny the word of God. We should not deny the word of God. We should not. I want there to be healing. I want to be able to take my weaknesses and link them with your strengths and take your weaknesses and link them with my strengths, link arms and march forward for the kingdom of God. I want to understand, Lord, why did you put different skin colors on different bodies? What is it that you want us to overcome and truly see each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord? You're not only my brother or sister if you have the same skin color as me, you're my brother and sister if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our savior and we walk in the ways of the Lord. That's what makes you a brother or a sister to me. Lord, heal our land. Lord, heal the heart of every person out there. Heal the hearts. Bring justice, Lord. Bring swift justice. Bring swift healing. We repent. We repent for the sins of our forefathers. We repent for our sins. And we even repent for the sins of future generations, Lord. And we ask that justice and equal opportunity for all will prevail. Help us to see everybody through your eyes. Help us to love everyone unconditionally as you do. Because while we were still sinners, you died on the cross for us. Lord, bring a, bring a halt to the injustice in this land. Bring a halt to the destruction and violence. The ones that have laid down that are supposed to defend. I call them to rise up. The believers that have a voice that have laid down and not spoken out out of fear of rejection. I call them to rise up. I pray for our president, Lord. I pray for you to move mightily in our land. I pray for our congressional leaders, Lord. I pray for you to move mightily in our land. I pray for the governors, Lord, and I pray for you to move mightily in our land. I pray for the mayors 
Lord. And I pray for you to move mightily in our land, to have mayors proclaim that you have nothing to do with anything in this land. I repent for those words, Lord. Any words of death that any of our leaders have spoken, I stand in the gap and repent for those things. And I ask you to heal our land. I pray against all sickness and all disease, trying to bring fear into this land, trying to bring financial ruin into this land, Lord. I pray against deception. I pray that our land and our people will experience healing and revival. I plead the blood of Jesus over our physical bodies, over our spiritual mind, over our spiritual hearts, Lord. Give us eyes to see as you see. Give us hearts to love as you love and empower us, Lord, to be carriers of revival through the land of America, that we may be carriers of peace, that we may be asymptomatic of peace to heal this land. I thank you, Lord, that the body of Christ, your house, the church, yields to your perspective, to your vision, to your plan, and unifies in that place, Lord, And as that happens, Lord, I pray you move through our country in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus, we pray this. Amen. And I pray that you would unify with me in that prayer. Pray that prayer out yourself. There's power in prayer. There's power in unity. If we want to see this great divide dissipate, we're going to have to come together as the body of Christ. I promise you that. We are going to have to come together as one, different but unified, walking healed and whole in the power of God, truly seeing all races as brothers and sisters in the Lord and doing all God equipped us to do and desires us to do. I know this can be done. I know it can. I just want to encourage you as I sign off today to subscribe subscribe to this podcast, Coffee Talk with Linda, on whatever your favorite provider is. You can follow me on Instagram at Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm also on Facebook, same title, Coffee Talk with Linda. If you have any questions, if you'd like to reach out to me in any way, you can reach me at coffeetalkwithlinda at gmail.com.